Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Streaming live around the world on the interwebs at MichaelDukesShow.com and across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and FM translator. Hello and welcome to the program. It is the Michael Dukes Show. Uh, Monday, Monday, Monday after a very cloudy, cool, wet and rainy uh, weekend, which... uh, it's not all bad. Not all bad at all. Um, we got some much-needed soaking, much-needed soaking, uh, to try and tamp down on the potential for wildfires and more. And um, I got to say, um, as much as I originally was hoping for a nice sunny weekend, I'm okay with it. I am okay with the fact that it was mostly rainy and uh and uh it was it was good stuff good 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 stuff uh still a little uh, damp and cool outside the old studios here at the homestead but uh you know what looks like we got some blue on the horizon and it may turn out to be a uh very very nice day in the long but either way at least it's not snow so you know what it's all good i'm all i'm excited about that um had some fringe benefits on that we'll talk about that a little later on the program a little fringe benefits from having such a uh such a wet uh and rainy weekend uh meanwhile uh, today on the program it's uh, me and you it's just me and you uh, attempted to get a couple guests on the program and was unsuccessful, unsuccessful at getting uh, uh, at getting some folks on the show this morning. Um, in fact, I struck out three separate times, and uh, I figured that must be a sign. That must be a sign that I need to listen to uh, listen to you, the listeners, and figure out what you and I uh, want to talk about today. Uh, so we got a bunch of different things to kind of dive into we're going to start off with the uh, stories from the weekend Uh, we're going to see exactly what transpired uh, over the weekend give you kind of an update on a lot of the stuff that's happening and see what's going on and uh, then we'll get your analysis your your take on things and then well then we'll just talk about whatever you want to talk about Uh, just kind of uh, I'm saying today is kind of like free form uh, free form, free flow. Um, if there are any legislators that are listening to the program today, either in the chat room or uh, um, you know just on the radio, and you guys want to call in and talk with us, I would love to hear what uh, you guys have to say about your campaigns or anything like that. So we're looking forward to that as well. Just kind of like I said, just kind of a free form, whatever. We're gonna we're gonna just have a good time today. And so that is the uh, that's the plan. That's the plan to see 
exactly what uh, we've got going on here on the program this morning. All right, so uh, headlines, I suppose. We should uh, dive into that and start off with what exactly took place uh, for, uh, you know, around the state of Alaska and everything to see what was going on. First and foremost, the rains uh, in across the state brought some interesting uh, flood watch news from all we heard about last week where, you know, it was from forest fires, uh, in the interior there in the clearery all the way down to all of a sudden now it was then it was flood warnings. Well, we're still seeing uh, some of that and in fact it's kind of spreading across the state as fire suppression efforts, according to KTUU, got a big boost from that widespread rain throughout the weekend. The South Central Alaska region had that big what they call a significant rainfall event, a couple inches of rain, in fact. And they have had a flood watch in effect for the Anchorage forecast area uh, from until yesterday. Water levels on streams and rivers and creeks uh, rose and uh, ponding on roadways could impact drivers and traffic. And it looks like uh, we're going to get a uh, continue to get this for a few days uh, to try and, uh, you know, keep everything moist. And I was good. I mean, I'm not complaining. Absolutely not complaining about the fact that, uh, you know, now the world is not in danger. I mean, literally, it was so dry. I probably pumped, you know, uh, 3,000 gallons of water onto my lawn here in the last, in the first uh, part of the summer. Uh, and now <clears throat> it's uh, green and lush and doing really well. So I'm excited about that. My son, not so much excited because now he's got to go mow it. But Definitely um, very nice to see some of that rain come down and uh, get things uh, get things going. All right, so let's well, let's see what do we what do we want to talk about here first? I suppose we should talk about uh, some of the oldest news first. On Thursday, Becky Bohr for the Associated Press writes that a federal judge on Thursday denied a request to block the fa- uh, campaign finance provisions of a ballot measure approved by the voters in 2020. We're talking a little bit about um, talking a little bit here about ballot measure number two. Uh, the ballot measure approved in 2020 uh, basically was in- instituted some this is the dark money. Provisions of that bill, supposedly, right? I mean, it, I don't know how it really got rid of dark money, but this is what's going on. Plaintiffs uh, in this case had not demonstrated, according to the judge, a likelihood of success on their outline plans. Judge Sharon Gleason, in a written ruling, said in the context of the elections, the Supreme Court had recognized that lower courts should not uh, alter election rules on the eve of an election. She said that the plaintiffs had waited for over a year to seek preliminary injunctive relief. What they were asking for is that they were asking for the courts to uh, put an injunction on the component that required them to disclose who their donors were while the thing was waited out in court. But the problem was is that they waited for well over a year before they filed for that injunction. 
The lawsuit was filed earlier this year on on behalf of political donors and third-party groups known as independent expenditure groups. And the argument was that the disclosure rules are unconstitutional, uh, unconstitutional and burdensome. They had asked that the challenge portions of the initiative be blocked while the case was ongoing. The challenge disclosures rules included disclaimers required, required for ads and the required reporting around contributions greater than $2,000 that are given or received by the expenditure group. Um, the plaintiffs are listed as Doug Smith and Robert Griffin of Anchorage, Al Vizi of Fairbanks, Albert Haynes of Wasilla, and Trevor Shaw of Ketchikan. It describes each of them as sometimes donating more than $2,000 to organizations that make independent expenditures. The Alaska Free Market Coalition and Families of the Last Frontier, described as independent expenditure groups, are also plaintiffs. It's being defended by APOC, the Alaska Public Offices Commission. The uh, attorney for the plaintiffs and the managing attorney at the Chicago-based Liberty Justice Center said in a statement, We remain confident in our arguments. This is only a preliminary ruling, and we plan to vigorously continue pursuing the case to protect Alaska's First Amendment freedoms. The Department of Law said in a statement that it was... uh, It was happy uh, with the judge's decision that it provides clarity for the remainder of this election cycle as to the requirements people must follow. But again, this was a lot of the bones of contention when it came to the ballot measure number two, which had, remember, 26 or 27 pages of instructions. And uh, boom, there you go. But the judge said, nope. Not going to block it. You're going to have to live with it. I think it'll be just another reason, quite honestly, that uh, there will be some discussions on overhauling, overturning, or changing ballot measure number two here in the in the near next legislative session. Speaking of that, uh, there was another article in the uh, ADN talking about the ranked choice voting system um Uh, here at the beginning. And uh, it's got some interesting twists. And quite honestly, uh, I think we're going to invite Dr. Uh, uh, Fred Van Benekom back on the program. You'll recall we had him on here a couple months ago. He is an expert in ranked choice voting. And he was talking about some of the pitfalls of the system. And um, after reading this article, it really kind of makes me scratch my head uh, as we look at this, especially for people who are, I saw, I'll be, first of all, let me say this. I saw an ad this weekend on, um, uh, I I saw an ad on, uh, I think it was YouTube. I was watching YouTube. I was sitting in the living room and I was scrolling through some YouTube videos on things that interest me. Probably nothing that would interest you, but it interested me. And one of the ads that came up was an ad that I believe came from the Division of Elections, uh, explaining ranked choice voting. And uh, it was, well, I mean, first of all, you don't have a whole lot of time, right? But they were, they had the ovals and they were showing it and don't do this and don't do that and don't do this, but do this, but don't do this. And by the time, I mean, this is like a 30 second ad. By the time it was over, I was like, wow, that's a, I mean, because they kept showing the they kept showing the screen with the different circles on it, 
And I mean, granted, they were saying, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. There was a lot of information in that 30 seconds. And all I could think of was, I hope that they are, I hope that they are going to, that they're running this to a lot of different people so that they can all get uh, educated on it because you got to make sure that you rank them in the direct order and they can't all, it's all up and down. It's got to be linear left to right. And yeah, I could just say at this point that um, there's going to be some confused people out there. Uh, I think that that is, that is the bottom line. Um, there is uh, a lot of concern that both on the left and the right, that they will be uh, basically one and done, what they are calling short voting, meaning you will, instead of choosing your second or your third or your fourth choice, you'll only go with one choice. Um, the interesting uh, the interesting thing about this is that Kevin Berry, who's a University of Alaska Anchorage economist who applies game theory, to rank choice voting calls the new voting system a non-cooperative game. He said, if people don't follow the instructions, you can get weird outcomes. My understanding of rank choice voting working is that we're supposed to get broadly representative candidates. And it sounds like this is a question of they may not. Um, now, some of the numbers that we've seen come out show that Palin and Baggage both basically blast Peltola out in the first round, but there's no guarantee of that. There's no guarantee of that uh, for a lot of folks. Uh, a lot of folks are saying they're going to vote for one, you know, for, you know, like they're going to vote for Palin or they're going to vote for baggage number one or whatever, and they're not going to vote for anybody else as a, as a second. Folks, I'm telling you right now, you need to rank all three candidates. On this, on the on the upcoming the August sixteenth special ballot, you need to rank all three candidates. Uh, and if if you just can't pull, if you can't can't um, you know make yourself vote for Mary Peltola, well then at least rank the other two, one and two, whatever choice you need to make. Because otherwise, you're going to end up with some shorted ballots, and you may end up with a Democrat in there because. You couldn't be bothered to vote for the second Republican candidate or whatever. Um, it, it this is it's got some real interesting things on it. Like I said, I'm reaching out to Dr. Van Benicom later today to see if we can get him on the program to discuss this because I think this is the prime example. We were supposed to get four candidates. Now we can't. What does it mean from here? We just don't know. All right, we got more coming up. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. I mean, I'm ranking myself. I mean, I'm going to be not ranking myself. I'm going to be ranking the red, and then I'm going to be writing in Chris By as well. So there will be three candidates in there when it's all said and done. And one of them will not be Mary Peltola. That's just me. All right, we got more coming up. Don't go anywhere. Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio.
If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. All right. Uh, Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Not here, says Chris on Twitch. Not here to carry water for Republicans. If they want to get ranked, they need to earn it. Okay. Um, I guess I see this vote as, and I've said this in the past to my friends. I've had a few libertarian friends over the years who basically, well, they're libertarian slash minarchists. But they've said, oh, I'm not voting anymore. Voting is... Voting is force. Voting is, um, you know, blah, blah. Anyway, I look at it the same way. To me, it was like a defensive. Um, It's a defensive vote uh, more than anything else. I mean, I am voting for the other folks to make sure that we don't get a more progressive candidate in there. Um, I mean, I've made no bones about the fact that I I don't think that, uh, that Sarah Palin would not be my first choice for Congresswoman. Um, but that I will be ranking her anyway because I would much rather have her than, for example, Mary Peltola or previously Al Gross. Um, so very much so uh, that I would uh, that I would like that. But I'm not voting because they earned my vote per se, uh, Chris. I'm voting defensively so that I don't get a progressive candidate in there. So. Uh, and I'm not carrying any water for any Republicans. I'm just saying if if I, you know, of all the choices that were up there, if there's one choice that I don't want, I'm going to vote for everybody else before I get to that choice. You know what I mean? Um, if we get a Democrat, so be it means candidates will work to have to work harder next time. OK, well, I mean, if that's how you feel, feel free to vote for whoever you want to vote for. I am going to rank the people that I think I want to be ahead of the Democrat. Um, because I've seen how they, now with Congress, not that necessarily that big a deal. I think if you get a, you know, a Democrat or a progressive in that position for, you know, the short term or the long term for one term, whatever, because it's just, you know, one of. 400 people, essentially. Now, if it was on the uh, Senate side, it's got a little bit more sway because, again, it's only one of 100. But um, you you do you, Chris. You do you. That's, uh, you know, I, I will be ranking who I want to rank um, based on, uh, I don't think any candidate has necessarily earned it, earned it. Um, I never received confirmation my mail-in ballot was accepted, said Sean. This is frustrating. Do they want citizens to vote or what? First, they steal the PFD. Now they diminish my ability to vote. When you vote, you are exercising political authority. You're using force. And force, my friends, is violence, the supreme authority from which all other authorities are derived. Yes, but a vote is exercising individual political authority. Um, and by not voting, you're basically acquiescing. Like I said, this is one of the reasons why I believed we that I believed in voting simply as a defensive mechanism against those who would use uh, political force against me. 
Yes, he is spelled B-Y-E. Chris By. He is, uh, I don't know if any of the other candidates got registered as a write-in. Because with this thing, you have to register. You can't just be some, you can't just write in Michael Dukes at the at the ballot box. Uh, and and get, and if I got a plurality of votes, I would win because I was not a registered write-in. You literally have to file paperwork with this thing to get to become a write-in candidate, which kind of I think defeats the whole purpose of it. But Chris did it; he got it all squared away. We talked about that the other day. Um, okay. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Six o'clockers. Rainy weekend. Uh, good morning. Need I've got lots of slash and burn on my property that I need to last a slash I need to burn. Very grateful for the rain. Uh, somebody's talking about bears. Scary scu- scary stuff. Be safe. Three point seven seven rain uh, inches of rain this month at her house. Said Tony. Well, of course there is. Of course there is. All right, here we go. We're going to uh, dive into this. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Like a chair, like a chair. Let's do it. All right. Let's continue on this morning and uh, we'll continue our discussion. I was just having a discussion uh, with the chat room. Uh, Chris, who's watching us this morning on Twitch, said, not carrying, uh, not here to carry water for Republicans. If they want to get ranked, they need to earn it. So first and foremost, I guess I don't really know what you would have to do to earn I, to earn the vote, I mean, when you're when you're presented with a, a slew of choices, I mean, I guess somebody has to earn it. Does that mean they have to to come and polish your boots? They have to make you the campaign promises you want. They have to walk the walk or talk the talk or what? What do they have to do? My comment was, I am voting for the candidates in this election as a defensive measure. Um, and in fact, most of my voting over the years, I feel like, has been very has been um, defensive voting because I am trying to prohibit others from uh, putting their favored, you know, progressive candidate or ballot proposition or something in. I feel like a lot of my uh, a lot of my uh, uh, um, votes have been that way. Um, I had a friend in Fairbanks who was a, a staunch, staunch libertarian, uh, almost a minarchist, um, which is, a you know, and they basically had stopped voting because they said, I'm not participating in the vote anymore because the vote is violence. The vote is is political. You know, you're 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 forcing other people to. So I'm just not going to participate. And I said. Well, then you're going to get exactly what you don't want because everybody around you is going to vote. So you might as well just vote defensively. 
You know, because Sean is right in the chat room. When you vote, you're exercising political authority. You're using force. Now, I would argue that it's individual political authority, but in the outcome is force and force is violence and the supreme authority from which all other authorities are derived. So you're right. But that's why I vote, because I am voting defensively to prevent these other people from putting in things in place that are going to try and take over my life. That's the whole point of it, right? So I am voting defensively. That's that's exactly it. Exactly, exactly it. Um, I want to. Hey, I want to open up the. Uh, I want to. I want to. I want to open up the uh, phone lines. Um, I said it earlier that we're doing open line, open forum, and then I proceeded to babble on for a while. So why don't we call in to the uh, Satellite West call in line this morning at nine zero seven four three three. 3150-907-433-3150 and get your take on this. I mean, are you so sick? Are you, because there's a, there's a slew of people out there who are so sick of the political shenanigans that many of them have just kind of sworn off. They have just sworn off um, voting. They've just sworn off politics. I mean, it's, it's. It's uh, it's insane. Uh, but uh, what's your take on this? Am I, am I wrong? Am I good? And now Chris says defensive voting after all these years of complaining about people who just vote are giving us all these rhinos. Sounds like doing exactly the same thing and expecting different results. Well, I guess what I'm going to be, I, I, like I said, I'm going to be putting a libertarian candidate on my ballot for Congress. Because Chris By went down, filed the paperwork. He's going to be uh, he's going to be the Libertarian candidate as a write-in. That's another thing for those of you who don't know. You can't just write anybody in under <clears throat> ranked choice voting. They have to be on the pre-approved list of of write-in candidates. You have to actually. I mean, it kind of defeats the whole purpose of a write-in candidate. But I will be voting for um, the Libertarian candidate. So. I could complain all I want because I'm going to be doing what I need to do. Um, yes, we may get a candidate that we don't like. Gasp. Of course, for many of us, we've been doing that for 25 years. Gasp. Getting a candidate that we didn't like. <laughs> Getting a candidate that we – voting for a candidate that was the lesser – we had to hold our nose and vote for the candidate that we disliked because there really wasn't another choice. I mean, and then, of course, when we voted for a candidate that we really did like that may not have statistically stood much of a chance, we were chastised for throwing away our vote or giving it to somebody else. You know, oh, you gave the election to the so-and-so because you voted for the, the other person. I mean, it's it's insane. You cannot win at this point. You cannot win. It is defensive voting. That's I, I'm sticking to it, and that's what it is. It's defensive voting. I may not like any of the candidates, but uh, I guarantee you, I will be writing in. Um, I'll be writing in my uh, my favorite libertarian candidate because that's about all I can do right now. Um. <clears throat> anyway, uh, the uh, uh, the phone lines are open. The nine zero seven four three three thirty one fifty nine zero seven four three 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 one five zero. Call me up. Tell me I'm crazy. Call me up. Tell me I'm crazy. Let's, you know that that you've got to vote for 
you know, these because there's a lot of folks out there, like I said, even a lot of Republicans who are like, I'm only voting for my one candidate. Okay, that's fine. You can do that. Short voting is what they're calling it. Short voting because you'll only be in the first round. So short voting. Okay, where do we go from here? Uh, your ballot goes away after this. If you don't only vote one candidate, that's pretty much it. Um, if you're going to work the system, I guess as you'd say, if you would work the system, then um, you, you you probably should rank more for, you know, that's right. Vote for Pedro and all your dreams will come true, says Michael. Yes, that's exactly. Vote for Pedro. Uh just because you don't take an interest in politics doesn't mean politics won't take an interest in on in you. And that that is a corollary to my old favorite axiom, which is government is what happens to you when you're not paying attention. Right? I mean, that is the government is exactly what happens to you when you are not paying attention. Oh, all right. Um, so anyway, it uh, it only goes away if your candidate is eliminated in the first round, says Tony. Yes, that's true. It's true. If you only vote for one person, but you're, it would continue into the second and third round. But if your candidate is eliminated, then you have no say in what else happens in the rest of the ballots, in the rest of the of the rounds of voting. Now, in this case, if you vote for, say, Sarah Palin, more than likely, and that's all you vote for, more than likely your ballot's not going to be exhausted because she's, she's, you know, more than likely to take the majority of votes to begin with. But the question is, as she splits it between her and Mark Baggage, what goes on from there? Because, again, not everybody is... Uh, not uh, everybody is in favor of, uh, of, of that, of Sarah Palin. Uh, case in point. <laughs> guess I should follow up with case in point. Case in point. This interesting story from Suzanne Downing yesterday. And, I mean, I love Suzanne. I, I love a lot of the work that she does out there. But sometimes it's, uh, you know, it's kind of obvious where she's coming from on this. Um, because... Suzanne Downing writes, this is the headline, Palin opposes vouchers for school choice and is against amending the Alaska Constitution, wants more money for teachers, was lauded by the NEA. And you're like, really? What Was this recent? What, what's going on? And then you find out that this is basically a rewrite of a story that appeared in 2008 about Sarah Palin as she was becoming the vice presidential nominee and that she was taking these positions um, that she opposed school vouchers when she ran for governors in 2006. She supported increasing for public uh, schools and she did not support amending the constitution to fix the voucher situation, which she said were unconstitutional. And you can you can go through this whole story and everything, but and then you realize that again, this it says at the bottom, this story is largely rewritten from the Christian Science Christian News Services website, where it appeared in two thousand eight. 
the CN, uh, CNSN News Service is a division of the media research, blah, 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 blah. But when you look at this, you're like, well, wait a second. You think this is, I mean, she's going into the way back machine for some of this stuff. This is like 14 years ago. And one of the one thing I noted that is not in this story is an attempt to comment or attempt to contact Palin to talk about it. I mean, shouldn't you reach back out to uh, to Sarah and see if her views have changed in 14 years? I mean, I'm sure my views have changed in 14 years. I don't know exactly on what that I can think of right off the bat, but I'm sure that my views have morphed or changed over 14 years. And you're running this story as if it was a, uh, as if it was a, uh, uh, you know, a hot news, just this, you know, this just in kind of thing. Um, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it isn't plagiarism if you attribute Chris and that's what she did. She attributed here. Um, anyway, she's obviously not a fan of Sarah Palin. She's obviously, she's obviously a supporter of Nick Baggage, which is fine. I, I, I have no problem with that, but like I said, everybody is going to have their opinion and they're going to, they're going to pick whoever they want to pick on first, but that doesn't mean that you should not choose a second, uh, or even potentially a third with the write-in candidates available out there. Um, all right, let's uh, go over to the phones real quick here and see what you guys have to say this morning. We'll start off over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning. This is Bonnie in North Pole. Hello, Bonnie. What's on your mind? Well, that's why they wanted ranked choice voting, so it's all confusing. Um, I mean, I would say that's why it was yeah. put there. That may be a fringe benefit of it. I think they wanted it because it has a tendency to uh, to benefit the more moderate candidates, like for example, Lisa Murkowski. Um, it has that. Yeah, it has that. Uh, yeah, and Bill Walker. It has those benefits to uh, to try and benefit those guys. I think is uh, I think uh, the it's confusing is just a fringe benefit for. For and and for the who the they is, this is the Alaska for Better Elections crowd who put forward the initiative. Yes, I would agree with that, Bonnie. And then a lot of people that I talk to are not going to vote just because of that, because it's so confusing. That's well, a sad thing. Well, that's ridiculous. I mean, just because it is confusing doesn't mean that you just throw your hands up in the air and walk away. That's I mean, we don't need. We I'm don't, just saying that yeah. that's what a lot of people that I talk to. That's their opinion. Well, encourage them to go vote <laughs> that's anyway. That's the bad part. <laughs> and you know, encourage them to go vote anyway, yeah. even if they voted for just one candidate. It would be, be it would be better than not voting at all. Um, I know it's confusing, well, but my God, if you can figure out how to open a can of beans, you probably could figure this ranked choice voting thing out. Well, we can't get rid of it for two years, I guess. So yeah. Um, well, no, it, I think it could a be, lot of people that it could be get rid of. I think a lot of people that voted that voted for it did not understand what it was. Oh, I, I voted would've... against it, and we're all entitled to our opinion. We all have yeah. We all have opinions. Like we all have we all have belly buttons, right? Right. Exactly. But, um, no, I I agree. I think a lot of people <laughs> did not understand it. I think a lot of people voted for it and did not understand what they were voting for. I would agree with that, Bonnie. 
Um, I think that that has come. And they can change it now because it's two years from the vote. And it's been two years now. It's coming up on two years. So they'll be able to change it in this next session. Thank you for your call, Bonnie. Um, I got time for one more quick call. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Tom from Fairbanks. Hello, Tom. What's on your mind? Um, I'm uh, besides all the voting stuff. Uh, did you get your rubber ducky tickets, Mike? I did not get my rubber ducky tickets. I will. I did not get those. Uh, I'm assuming those okay, are coming. Okay. Well, up for that's the thing what I vote for today. I'm going to hang up. Uh, all yeah, right. I I don't vote. I'm an American citizen. So. All right. I don't want to get into it. But God bless you. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I did not get my rubber ducky tickets, but I suppose if I was going to be in Fairbanks, I would. That would make it. That would make sense. All right, folks. We got to. Uh, we got to go. We got to get to get to go. We're going to take a quick break, uh, and we will be back with more here in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show continues. Phone lines are open. I'd like to hear what you have to say. Nine zero seven four three three. 3150 on the Satellite West call in line. Back with more right after this. What is that? Common sense. Regularly heard on American radio. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, let me go back up here. Uh, see where we go. Hey, I know I don't. Um, it says, "Hey, I don't like that about Sarah Palin, but she's still better than any Democrat, so I will definitely be ranking her." That's exactly it. Um, where do we find a list of registered write-in candidates, says Chris Hayes? I don't know. Uh, the only reason that I know that Chris Bai is is that he and I had a conversation right here on the program about it, that he had talked about um, um, uh, having to go down and fill the information out. Uh, write-in candidates, uh, uh, division of elections. All right, let me see if I can find out here. Write-in candidates. Um, uh, instructions, uh, reforms for writing candidates and office of U S Senator office of U S Senator office, office of state Senator. Here we go. Uh, oh no, that's a, that's the film. That's the form. Okay. I don't want the form. I'm not writing. I'm not filling a write in. I just downloaded the form to become a write in candidate. That's not what I wanted. What I wanted was, <laughs> doggone it, doggone, doggone it, I want to see who the write-in candidates are. Um, um, if you do not file for office, nominating petition, blah, 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 blah. Um, all right. Well, I can't find it quickly here, so I guess I'll, I'll keep looking. I'll keep looking, Chris, as to where it is. Um, Suzanne definitely has her own biases. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Palin's personality is over the top and her position solid far right wing. Uh, 
maybe too far right, but the electorate will decide. I mean, I, I don't know if her positions are, but her rhetoric is, maybe not her actual positions. Uh, she obviously supports the current governor, too, says Hawk. Uh, while that stuff is pretty old, meaning the story from Downing, she did this year apparently refuse to outright condemn critical race theory when speaking to the Alaska Black Caucus, saying we don't quite know what it all is. Oof. Who is they, says Chris again on Twitch. Again, Chris, the they that I think she was referring to and what I took it as is the folks over there at ABE, the Alaskans for Better Elections, the ones who put together and have been pushing this ballot measure as we go forward. How do we hold ranked choice voting accountable? Are the votes tabulated by computer or hand counted? They have to be tabulated by computer is what they're saying now, that it's too complex to tabulate by hand because of the multiple choices in a single, you know, time. Um, I'm not voting defensively, said Chris. I'm going to vote offensively. Sarah Palin will piss off so many liberals. Well, that's true. You you are you are not wrong on that, my friend. Um, Tawny says, if you are a disenfranchised voter, this system is easy to increase apathy and just not vote. I also know people who are not voting. She's referring to Bonnie's comment that there are people who are just throwing their hands up in the air and just not voting. Okay. I mean, that's a, again, that's a choice, but I don't think it's honestly, I don't think it's the right choice. That's just me. All right. I heard Michael Dukes is running as a write-in. Damn your eyes, Brian Cherry. Damn your eyes. Um, in the event of a recount that has to be done by hand, this is good news for incumbents who will hold the office until the recount that will take months. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, golden days in Fairbanks is a thing of the past, says Jimmy. Uh, not voting and giving up is basically accepting defeat. And, I mean, that's exactly it. I think that if you, if you do that, then they have – again, they – have won, and in this case, they are Alaskans for better elections, because I think what they're looking for is people who are motivated to get their candidates in there, like Lisa Murkowski and Bill Walker. That's who we're talking about. I think that's exactly who we're talking about right now. Um, so, but this whole thing with ranked choice is just, it's such a, such a hot mess Alaskans will use ranked choice oh. voting in general elections for federal and state races. This Instead is the ad. Choosing just one candidate, you fill in the This open. is the ad. This is the ad that I was talking about. I found a link to it. All right. Um, maybe we'll play it during the next break because I don't think that uh, uh, I don't. And I don't know. YouTube might be mad at me for playing another YouTube video inside of their video, but I will see. We'll see who's mad about what. Somebody's going to be mad about something. Uh, make sure that you like and share. Make sure that you like and follow. Make sure you do all the YouTubey things. If you're on YouTube, like subscribe and ring the bell. If you're on Twitch, you can do that. That means we got to go. I don't know why I keep turning it down. It keeps getting louder. I don't know what the problem is, but that's just that's just how it works. <laughs>
Well, so I guess the question is, because there were a couple people in the chat room who have said the same thing that Bonnie just said on her phone call, which is that there are people who are so confused, so frustrated, so pissed off about this whole ranked choice voting thing that they just threw their hands up and said, you know what? Not going to do it. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to vote at all. Um, that seems a little counterproductive. Um, I mean, that, that just seems, that just seems like you've just given up and you're just given in and you're like, you know, and while I understand the frustration, trust me, there have been times when I've just like, do I just want to walk away from this whole thing? Because I mean, should I just go out and live in a woods and be a hermit or should I just, you know, do the do the the home to work thing and just not pay attention to anything else because I'm so frustrated and 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 frazzled by everything that's going on. And uh, the answer to that is, you know, I think about it for a half a second and then I go, no, I'm not going to let them badger me back into ignoring what's going on. I'm going to keep fighting in whatever way I can. Whether it's, you know, proselytizing on the street corner or whether it's being on a radio show or whatever, I'm going to do what I can do. And I'm definitely going to participate in the vote. I'm definitely going to do that because that, I mean, you know, again, voting defensively uh, or in some cases voting offensively because I'm here to offend. Uh, All right. Phone lines are open. For uh, 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. Do you or anyone else that you know, have any of you decided to just throw your hands up in the air and not participate? I want to hear from you. If you've decided to do that, or you know people like uh, Bonnie said, or I think it was Tawny. Tawny said the same thing. She said, if you are a disenfranchised voter, this system is easy to increase apathy and just not vote. I also know people who are not voting, says Tawny. Is that, you know, have, have you heard that? Do you know people or are you one of those people who still listen? I mean, I don't know why you'd be listening to this program if you had decided not to vote, because that would be the ultimate in frustration. But is that something that you've heard or talked to people about? You know, you could lose a fight, says Gordon on YouTube, but you cannot win a surrender. That's exactly it. You cannot just give up. And throw, you know, throw everything to the wind and be like, hands in the air, I'm done, I'm out. That's not how it works. Remember, government is what happens to you when you are not paying attention. And just because you do not take an interest in politics doesn't mean that it won't take an interest in you. It's 100%. So is anybody else out there you know, hearing or meeting or talking to people who are saying, I am just not voting too damn confusing. If you can work your cable box or your television remote, you can figure out ranked choice voting. I mean, I know we've talked about how complex it is and everything else, but to me, it's more the shock factor of people not understanding how it works. That kind of confusion, you know, where they're under pressure in the ballot box because they haven't figured it out ahead of time, rather than saying that, no, they couldn't possibly figure. I mean, 
It is complicated in some ways, but as long as you educate yourself on it, spend 10 minutes kind of figuring it out, you could probably do it. So again, if you can open a can of beans, if you can run your remote control for your TV, you probably can succeed in ranked choice voting. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best way to do things, but it is a way. Let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, good morning, Mike, and uh, the rest of Alaskans. This is uh, Mark in care of the Alaska Freedom Council from the Interior. Are we talking about ranked choice voting or the loss of our resources, or is there going to be or is some connection? Um, we were talking about ranked choice voting, Mark, but what would you like to talk about? Well, the uh, civic body is a resource, especially those grateful Alaskans that are referenced have been for over 63 years, we the people of Alaska grateful unto God. I think that this is a banksters, rhino rampage over the people and the dignity of the state of Alaska. And uh, to open up uh, perhaps a related topic with the theft of our providential 90% land-based provisions in Alaska, now our PFD, uh, I don't think that Alaskans should have to go down with the ship. If the captain's lost his mind, uh, I don't think that we have to go down with the ship. Okay. And I want I want all Alaskans to know that. So uh, do get out and vote. All right, Mark. Thank you very much for your call. Let's go over to the next call here. Uh, see what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Randy in Fairbanks. Hey, Randy, what's up? Uh, just something else that I really appreciate the Dunleavy administration about. I saw in the Anchorage Daily News for yesterday, Sunday, July 17th paper on page A4, it says, U.S. agencies temporarily barred from enforcing LGBTQ guidance. And it says here, a judge in Tennessee has temporarily barred, barred two federal agencies from enforcing directives issued by President Joe Biden's administration that extended protections for LGBTQ people in schools and workplaces. And, and the two issues that the Biden administration is trying to push is, has to do with the, uh, the, the transgender people trying to get into women's sports right. and, and, and states bathrooms. who want to stop that by yeah. passing a law against that. And then the other thing is transgender people getting into uh, uh, ladies' bathrooms and things. And uh, so... Uh, that was the uh, 20 states sued to try to stop that, and uh, one of the states was Alaska, which means uh, Governor Mike Dunleavy was behind that, and right. so I really do appreciate that. Just like I appreciate when he uh, joined the other states in stopping that terrible, tyrannical vaccine mandate or you lose your job kind of thing right exactly by the administration was trying to push no i mean that's actually a pretty good it's actually a pretty good ruling out of there today uh for sure uh randy i appreciate it i'm down to about 90 seconds here can you do it caller good morning who's this where are you calling from this is layla from Fairbanks. hello layla you want to like i know a lot of people i know a lot of people were confused uh-huh. about the voting but here's the thing, what's really got them is not the confusion, but the actual annoyance that the most people are going to vote for one candidate, but it's very likely that somebody who gets less votes is eventually going to be the winner. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. that's really what's got them angry. 
Yeah, no. Um, and a lot of them are saying they're not going to vote because of that. Because why bother if the system of democracy is going to be subverted? Right. Well, so, I, I could see, uh, and I could see that frustration, Layla, and I agree with it because statistically, you're right. I mean, the, the the candidate with the fewer votes in the end can actually win, and we've shown how that can work, and uh, it is frustrating. But I guess maybe we need to work smarter and not harder, right? Maybe we need to figure out, well, which candidate do we need to vote number two in this case to make it work? And that's what Benicom was talking about when he said there are some candidates that were working together to basically say, well, just vote us number two and at least one of us will get in kind of thing. So we need to discuss that. But Layla, you're 100% right. Thank you for your call. Out of time, hour two, dead ahead, The Michael Duke Show. Layla, I'm sorry, I'll give you the last uh, bite at the apple here if you wanted to uh, say anything else. Uh, whoops, Layla hung up there. All right. Um, good morning, good morning, good morning. I see Sarah, pa- Sarah Vance, Sarah Palin. Sorry, Sarah. Sarah Vance is in the chat room. We've been talking about Palin all morning. Um, I saw Kevin McCabe earlier. Uh, you guys are welcome to sound off on this as well. Uh, there were two Palins that donated to Bill Walker, according to the disclosure form. James and Faye Palin each donated $500. Common Core voting. <laughs> All right, uh, Jimmy, you're you may not be far off on that. You may not be far off. Um. All right, illegitimate non corruptum. Yes, don't let the bastards grind you down. Uh. Uh. Okay. The position that taxation is theft and therefore immoral is found in a number of political philosophies considered radical. It marks a significant departure from conservatism and classic liberalism. This position is often held by anarcho-capitalist objectivists, uh, most minarchist, right-wing libertarians, and voluntarists. And, um, yeah, but you are, but they're not wrong. I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, it is that is theft, but is it legalized theft? I guess is the bigger question. Oh, David's like, oh, Mark, and now Randy. Um, although Randy, I think, made uh, some good points on what he's got going on here. Uh, going backwards, seeing if there is uh, anything else that I missed here in the comment section. Feel free to uh, sound off and give us your thoughts this morning. Uh, at uh, uh, and if, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch, I can see them all. I can see them all. I have the power. Um, or you could give us a call at 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. How are we doing this morning? Look at that. We've got almost 75 people between the two chat rooms uh, going on. Um it's interesting to see how the two chat rooms are are pulling off of each other. What some people are on YouTube now because they hate Facebook, and some people are on Facebook because it's easier. Anyway, um, vote. Rank the red if you wish, but vote. Then the next legislature repeals this wasteful, expensive, and absurd experiment in rank choice. Yeah, well that that's the hope, Tuckerman. It's uh, um. It, it definitely is uh, is 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 a hot hot mess. Sean says I'm a little butthurt, still a little butthurt from the Juno's rampant rhinos hogging the state budget hog trough. Yeah. 
William is... Bill is... Bill... William Brock. On YouTube. I'm here, he says. Okay. I'll go vote because I have nothing else to do, but I do believe that ranked choice voting is designed to further corrupt the voting system. My defense will have to be to protect my home from the things that come from this mess. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. And as we were talking about, as Layla was talking about earlier, it is statistically not just possible, but probable in the long run of ranked choice voting that it is intended to have the kind of more moderate candidate come out on top in the end. Oh, I was going to play this video, wasn't I? All right, let me... Um, where the hell is it? Where the hell was it? I've got it right here. It's somewhere in here. I'm just looking at it. Oh, here it is. Um, here's the... Whoops. No. Come here. Here's the video that um, I was talking about earlier. This is the one that I caught this weekend. Um, and uh, for those of you who are... Um, for those of you who are wondering what it was, this is the this is the video that I caught this weekend that is for rank choice uh, voting from YouTube. Alaskans will use rank choice voting in general elections for federal and state races. Instead of choosing just one candidate, you fill in the oval in column one for the candidate you would most like to win. Then vote for your second choice in column two and so on. Ranking other candidates does not impact your first choice, but you don't have to rank them all. For your vote to count, you should mark only one oval in each row and one oval in each column. We take the ballots and count all the first choices. If a candidate gets at least half of the votes in round one, they win. If this doesn't happen, we continue to round two, and the candidate with the least first choice votes is eliminated. We count the voters' next remaining candidate choice instead of their choice for the eliminated candidate, meaning they still have a say in who wins. We repeat these steps in rounds until there are only two candidates left, and whoever has the most votes wins. That's how ranked choice voting works. Check out our website and follow us on social media to make sure you're ready to rank it up, Alaska. So that's the Alaska Division of Elections, uh, obviously putting that forward. But you did see in that video, uh, let me go back here, you could see that in the beginning, choice. In uh, the first candidate, uh, with the, the candidate with the most number of votes in the long run, at the very beginning, still doesn't win. And this is what Layla was talking about. The candidate with the least votes in the long run, as they go through, all of a sudden, the candidate with the least votes wins. It's in it. I mean, it's interesting stuff. This is out on YouTube. I will post a link to this video uh, in the uh, in in the chat room, and we'll uh, we'll take a look at it here. You guys can. Uh, you guys can uh, take a look at it uh, on your own. All right, we are coming up against it. We got more uh, more starting here in just a second. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Back with more, hour two, right now.
Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Around the world on the interwebs and across the state of Alaska on this your favorite radio station and FM translator, it is The Michael Duke Show, broadcasting live. Hello! Welcome to Hour 2 of the big radio broadcast. Are you awake? Are you ready? Good morning! <laughs> Sorry. Sickeningly awake on this Monday morning. Um, yeah, good morning and welcome to the program. It is... Uh, <laughs> It is uh, Monday, and uh, after a nice, rainy, wet weekend, we are all ready to go locked and loaded. Um, Today is just you and me, my friends, you and me having a discussion uh, about, uh, well, whatever, whatever is on our minds. This morning, we've been talking about ranked choice voting um, and how it has, uh, in a lot of ways, forced a lot of people to come to the conclusion that their votes are being wasted. Um, that uh, we've had uh, several, we had a caller, we've had several people in the chat room talk about how this system is uh, disenfranchising people and so it's easy to increase voter apathy and just cause people not to vote. Um, several of the folks, including callers and, and, and folks in the chat room, have said that they know people who are not voting because they're frustrated. Uh, Leela just called up there at the end of the last hour. I wish I could have kept her on a little bit longer. I uh, would have loved to have talked to her a little bit more about this, but we were up against the break. Um, but that she's, you know, she said people are mad because ranked choice voting causes the person with the fewest with a fewer amount of votes rather the one that that had the most votes in the in the beginning it causes them to be able to win in the end that this is again about the more median candidate and i think that is intentional that's what this is all about um, they want the more moderate candidates, they being Alaska's for better elections, the people that put together this ballot initiative. That's what they were about. I mean, that's who Scott Kendall is. He works with Lisa Murkowski. He worked with Bill Walker. He wanted the Murkowskis and the Walkers of the world to get elected. And that he understood that this election cycle was going to be a painful, a very painful uh, for Lisa Murkowski specifically. And this was a way to try and uh, get her that advantage of uh, of having the ranked choice so that the more moderate candidate ends up in the position. Uh, the bottom line is you, you got to, you, you know, you, you got to wake up here. The bottom line is, is that you can't not. Well, though you can, but you shouldn't not vote. Uh, 
You shouldn't just give up. I mean, you should just give up. Michael, you said the candidate with the least votes wins. That's not what I said. I said with the I, well, maybe I, that's maybe it. Maybe it is the fewer of the votes in the long run. I was paraphrasing what Layla said. She said it much better than I did. But the bottom line is, is that the candidate who had the most votes in the beginning ends up uh, in the long run losing. And in fact, the more that I've seen of the ranked choice voting models and the the faux votes that have been done, I'm telling you right now, you do not want to be. In the first round, you will do not want to be the candidate with the most votes in the first round, because in all of the polling and all of the the, the mock voting that I've seen, the candidate who has the f- most votes in round one loses almost every time. And in fact, that's what Von Benicom was talking about when he said they were candidates out there that were basically running for put me as number two, put me as number two. Because in the long run, that's I mean that's a that's a winning strategy. It's uh, if we want more of what we have now, that's what not voting does. That's what they want," said said Sandy. And again, uh, the, exactly what uh, exactly what uh, uh, Brian Cherry said earlier in the chat room, which was. Just because, you know, you're going to ignore them does not mean that politics is going to ignore you. Right? This is what happened. You know, this the politics, this government is what happens to you when you're not paying attention. You can't not, you have to take a, a you have to take a position on this. You really do. Um, all right, let's uh, let's go to the phones. We're going to open up the phone lines today. We're talking about whatever we want to talk about. We might even get into some food later. Somebody was talking about food. My wife made some street tacos this weekend with a new recipe that was amazing. Um, we'll talk about that here uh, in a little. My amazing street tacos from last night. We'll talk about that uh, in just a bit. But first, let's go over to the phones and see what you have to say at 907-433-3150, the Satellite West call-in line. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, uh, this is Lauren. I'm calling from down in Soldatna. Good morning, Lauren. Yeah, so anyways, uh, you're absolutely right, or that guy on the chat was absolutely right. While we were raising our families, while we were working, while we were going to church, while we were minding our own business and wanting to be left alone by Big Brother, uh, the Democrats insidiously put the shackles on us. And uh, we to, to, to not vote, to, to just not participate, is absolutely wrong. Uh, we have to, they're, they're hoping, the, the Democrats, the liberals, the Marxists, the progressives, they're hoping the conservatives won't go out and vote, and we've uh, we, we've got to we've got to get big numbers at the polls. We've got to vote as red as as red as red can be, and we've got to change this thing. Uh, I, I'll go on record saying that the Democratic Party that is in the United States right now is just about as evil as it can get. Uh, Whenever they're going to get up and speak, they're literally licking the blood of uh, dead children, dead babies off their lips before they can even talk. And it uh, <laughs> wow. infuriates me. We... 
Well, I mean, I just, I guess I'll just say this, well, Lauren, I guess I just say, I just say this. I mean, I think that the, definitely there are members and parts of the, of the parties, both sides that could be classified in some way, shape or form as evil, both parties, both political machinations. I don't think that way about the rank and file members of those parties. Um, I, I don't think that that, I don't think that that's necessarily true, but we do have a divided. We definitely have a divided mentality in this country. Yeah, I was talking about I was talking about leadership. I was talking about the the upper echelon, you know, the the people that are in control right now, it you know nationally, and uh, that's who I was talking about. And I, you know, and I can go through right. a whole list of names, and everybody already knows who they are. Right, but. Uh, Anyway, and, and abs- absolutely, the rhinos, the rhinos in, because uh, we could have stopped this. The Republicans right. could have stopped all of this, but they chose to make agreements and uh, uh, negotiate and, uh, and and just give in like like we've always done in the past. And it's time for us to to step up and. Uh, and, and get and get our country back. That's and well, we got to vote. Please, right? Please, people, get out and vote. Well, because uh, I think you said it. I mean, it's the Lauren. It's the apathy, right? I mean, I think that this is designed to be confusing and frustrating for many people because they feel like those who are just convenient voters, those people who just go out there and you know, who, who vote once a year, who don't really pay attention, it's going to frustrate them. And a lot of them are probably like you and me, more conservative, more leave me alone. I go in and do my civic duty of voting, uh, you know, once a year or once every two years or whatever, and then I'm okay. Uh, this is designed to create that frustration and to suppress that vote in the long run. Agreed. So please, uh, I, I, Thank you for encouraging people to vote, and uh, and we got to we got to do it. We got to participate. We got to start at the grassroots. We've got to we got to have a grassroots movement. We need people to get involved in their local precincts because uh, really nobody nobody gets on the ballot without going through a local precinct. So uh, people need to get involved. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I uh, I I agree. Thank you, Lauren, for your call. Um, thank you for being part of it. That leaves all the lines open right now at 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. And I definitely think, look, there's enough blame to go around um, uh, in the leadership of both parties. Um, the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, again, two sides of the same coin, two wings of the same bird, whatever analogy you want to use. The problem is you still got the same beast in there and you got the you've got the uh, the, the leadership on both sides doing exactly what, you, you know, folks don't want to do. I mean, look, um, look at the look at the story that just came out today about um, or came out yesterday, rather about uh, the campaign finances, right? So you look at this, um, and it's the reporting on all the cash uh, that uh, the various candidates have on hand and where they've been raising it and everything else. And all you have to look at, in my opinion, is the who's who of supporting the various candidates. 
Uh, Murkowski's campaign reportedly raised close to $1.7 million during the last reporting period, according to the ADN, of which about a million of it came from individuals and the rest from political committees. Murkowski's biggest campaign donors were political committees supporting a Republican Senate candidates, including the Cornyn Victory Committee, which is John Cornyn, which gave the campaign $66,000, the National Republican Senatorial Committee, which gave them $46,000, and Team McConnell, which is Mitch McConnell's uh, political action group, which gave her almost $40,000 as well. I mean, this is the business-as-usual crowd continuing to try to be the business-as-usual. That's what it's all about. They want to continue on with the ones that they have there available. And the disparity of funding rate is just crazy. Um, the Kelly Shibaka has raised uh, about half or maybe a third of what Lisa had raised. All but $1,000 of that came from individual donors instead of the $1.7 million with, uh, with about 700000 of it coming from um, uh, different committees and things like that. Uh, about all but a thousand dollars of the five hundred eighty-seven thousand came from individual camp, uh, individual donors. Uh, they have about a million bucks in the bank right now. They spent about four hundred seventy-five thousand. But interestingly enough, Pat Chesbro, the Democrat, has raised just under thirty-eight thousand dollars. About seventy-five hundred of that came from Chesbro herself. She has about. $16,000 in the bank. So this race is, I mean, you can see the disparities in those races for sure, but power wants to continue. The status quo is definitely wants to continue. If you want to shake up the status quo, you've got your choice of candidates to do that in this regard. But people like Murkowski, um, again, there are plenty of people, and all I have to do is look at the leadership of the Senate to see the problems that we've had and look at who they're supporting, in this case, Mitch McConnell and John Cornyn, um, and it tells me all I need to know. It tells me all I need to know. Um, 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. If you would like to sound off, we'd love to hear from you. But look at that. We're up against the break. So now we'll take it, and we'll be back with more in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We'll continue right after this. Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Uh, the candidate you vote for and the one you don't want to vote for, get your vote if you if they what the candidate you vote for and the one you don't want to vote for, get your vote if they rank last. <laughs> oh man, 
Rank the red, not the blue, says Jen. More of the same ski is a tool of Mitch, says Brian. Gasp. Gasp. Um, <laughs> big shock there. Big shot there. Big shock. What about that taco recipe, says Jimmy. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I'll say it right now. Uh, those were some delicious tacos last night. Um, I don't know what, uh, I don't know what kind of, um, it was a roast, a roast of some kind that she used. I'll, I'll talk about it here in a minute, but it was, it was crazy. Absolutely crazy. All right. Come on chair, my chair, my wheels on my chair were like, they don't want to roll forward. They just want to roll sideways. All right. There we go. That's better. Okay. Um, we got one line on hold that just uh, popped onto hold there, and we will take their call here in a second. Let's uh, get their name first and figure out who they are. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, uh, this is Cindy from Fairbanks. Hello, Cindy. Boy, your your call you you sound a little uh, a little broken up there, but we'll uh, we'll take your call here in just a hot second. Okay, so stand by. We'll be back to you in a minute. Don't go. Okay. You'll be you'll be number one with a bullet when we return. Um, what about you guys? Did you guys have any good food this weekend? I think we're going to, uh, I think we're going to be uh, doing some uh, barbecuing uh, uh, this next weekend. Actually, this weekend I'm going to be in Homer for part of the weekend. My first trip to Homer. It's mid July, almost late July. It's the first time I'm going to get to Homer this week. This month, this year, that that you know what I mean. Um, so <laughs> I, I I won't be doing any barbecuing this weekend, but next weekend I might be doing some barbecuing. Had a T-bone steak with rice and a baked potato. That sounds delicious. That sounds smoked a pork loin. See, see. My wife tried a new. Um, Last week, she tried a new uh, beef and broccoli recipe. That was amazing. With uh, fresh ginger and garlic and, uh, oh, it was so good. Fish, it had fish sauce in it. It was beef and broccoli to die for. It was delicious. It was a bear paw for Charlie Pierce yesterday. Skipped the fair food because I was soaked from the rain. Yeah, definitely not a good weekend for the... I mean, the bear paw was out, and I guess it wasn't really raining much on Friday, but Saturday and Sunday, definitely not good bear paw weather, unfortunately, for the bear paw. Scallops and couscous. I was going to grill, but the rain killed the enthusiasm. Um, Wow. Man, you guys are like all you foodies. I love all of you. Scallops and couscous. Moose brisket resting resting in the cooler right now. Came off the smoker at 3 a.m., Bill is a diehard. He got up at 3 a.m. to take his roast off the smoker. Jeez. Um, my wife has been baking all weekend. She refuses to turn on the heat in the summer. Chicken fried rice. Well, man, <clears throat> my street tacos are definitely in good company. For all you, for all you guys out there, definitely in good company. Um. Check out this letter to the editor. I was worried about the Deltana Fair this weekend. It's supposed to rain for us, too, says David. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is, my friend. 
Uh, Tim, I don't know which letter you're talking about because you didn't put a link in the chat room that I can see anyway. Uh, all right. We're going to jump back into it. Here we go. We're 30 seconds out. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Make sure you like and share the show. Like and follow the show page. Oh, hey, look, I turned it down. It even worked better. Let's uh, get it done. Here we go. Like it, share, subscribe, ring the bell, all the stuff. Here we go. Let's do it. Well, uh, hello. Continuing now, the Michael Duke Show. It's a little bit of open line, open form today. Any topic is fair game. We'll talk about. Uh, uh, we'll have a. We'll have a. We'll have a discussion. We'll just have a discussion about stuff and things. How about that? We're taking some calls right now. Cindy is up in Fairbanks. She wanted to sound off this morning, so let's get her take on stuff. Cindy, what's on your mind today? Well, it's like everybody else, the voting. I, I can understand where a lot of people are frustrated because we can all go and vote, but the way they got the ballots all set up, that if we make one mistake on it, that it doesn't count when because it's so confusing you know, everybody's got what, who they want to vote for, but they just want to make sure that it's going to be counted for the vote. I mean, it, after all that's been said and done these last couple of years of voting has just been, like, really messed up. So we're to the point that we don't even trust any, any of our people that we want in there. It's not that we can't trust them. It's what goes on after we put in our ballot. Well, I would agree. I mean, one of the one of the confusing things and one of the frustrating things is that it, because it is so confusing, and if you fill it out incorrectly, it could invalidate the whole ballot. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be one of the reasons why I would definitely be taking my ballot back to the person at the polls and say, "Did I do this right? Uh, did, is this correct?" Because there's no there's no way to cure it. Once it's done, um, I mean, if you screw it up, you can get a second ballot and they can destroy the first one. But yeah. I agree with you. I mean, it is a little concerning that with all the confusion that could go on out there that your vote or your ballot could be basically thrown out because you accidentally marked it the wrong way. I mean, or you, you didn't follow the instructions or you were too confused. Um, I think that's a lot of concern about it as well, Cindy. Well, I, I agree. Yeah. Good morning. Uh, yeah, I Thank you. You too. Uh, me too, because uh, I talk to a lot of people, and and they're so frustrated. They're like, "Why bother?" You know. Well, even even though it's kind of messed up, still bother. You know, I am, and my my kids are. You know, they're all into about voting because we want a clean house. You know, because we're so fed up with what's going on already. Not only just with our state, but our whole nation. You know. <laughs> Right, right. Well, definitely, I mean, it doesn't do any good uh, when people are not educated and not informed. And my main complaint so far has been that the Division of Elections has done very little 
to uh, has done very little to educate the public. We just during one of the commercial breaks here, we just played an ad that I found uh, on YouTube from the Division of Elections that explains ranked choice voting. But the problem is, is that, uh, you know, who's seeing this? Are they seeing it once? Are they seeing it twice? Why is there not a saturation campaign on the on the radio, on the television to tell people, you know, go to the website, get it figured out. It's a complete change. You know, every you know, all these other things. I mean, maybe I'm a little biased, but radio is pretty ubiquitous. I mean, they should have a they should have a, a, a campaign going on across the uh, uh, across the uh, uh, state, basically telling people, go to the website, go to the website, look at it, you know, understand it, figure it out. Um, and instead, all I've ever I've seen two ads in the last three months on YouTube, um, two ads twice, uh, which is I mean, I don't know if that's representative of what I'm seeing or not, but uh, I've seen a lot more ads for for baggage and for Murkowski and for everybody else on YouTube than I have from the Division of Elections. And uh, it's a little it's a little frustrating, to say the least, Cindy. Uh, I appreciate you calling in. Thank you for being part of the show today. 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. The uh, Satellite West phone line powered by our friends at Satellite West. You can find them at SatelliteWest.com if you would like to uh, get some more information on them. Thank you for sponsoring this hour of the program. Um uh, I would love to hear what uh, you guys have to say on this. We've been talking about ranked choice voting and uh, the frustration that a lot of people are feeling. And it, that that is the third or fourth caller and uh, commenter today who has said that they know people who have basically thrown their hands in the air and just said, I'm not bothering. I mean, that's that's a frustrating factor. Um Michael, another big problem is the majority of Alaskans aren't watching news anymore, mainstream media, that is. Well, and exactly. I mean, I understand that they're not watching the news or maybe they're just not paying attention, but they are going about their daily lives. And if you wanted to educate people about the fact that maybe you're not even trying to explain what ranked choice voting is in your commercial, but what you're saying is this ballot is going to be different no matter what, you're going to be voting for multiple people on this for the same office to find out more, go to Division of Alaskans, you know, Alaskans website, whatever. That's what that's that's what needs to happen. Um, and you've got the other choice, like I said earlier, of, um, uh, you know, of having some write in candidates and some others. Chris Bai, um was the uh, libertarian candidate who's running a write in campaign as well. We'll see what happens with that. It's going to it's going to be an interesting uh it's going to be an interesting uh, uh uh election season to say the least. It's definitely may you live in interesting times. Um and the fact that you got the ranked choice voting ballot for the special election on the same day as the regular primary where you're voting for just one on every other race including the regular race for the congress seat. And then you've got a ranked choice voting ballot for the fill-in race for the Congress. See, it's it, yeah. I can just see that it's gonna be some interesting stuff. Interesting stuff indeed. Oh, it does not give it does not give people confidence. You know, that's the thing. Look, I'm not. I have not bought into the whole election thing and the ballots and the. I mean, I didn't buy into all that, but I do understand the idea of public perception, 
And when people are feeling like they're disenfranchised, it does diminish the faith in the voting system as a whole. And I think that is problematic, to say the least. We definitely do not want to see that going uh, uh, do see that going down. Uh, do you rank the write-in? Yes, Brian. I rank the write-in. You you put the write-in candidate in, and then it, you know because there's a space for a write-in candidate, and then you rank them as one, two, three, or four. Which one do you which part do you want them to appear as? So you do rank the write-in. Is uh, yeah, there you go. Um, all right, let's uh, go back over to the phones and see who else is here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is John from Fairbanks. Hello, John. I got so many, so many points I want to bring up. But, uh, Just start at the beginning, John. Start at the beginning. What is what what prevents people getting a absentee ballot and then selling it to some unscrupulous people? Um, I guess nothing. If if you wanted to sell your ballot, I guess nothing is preventing you from doing that. I mean, I guess nothing has ever prevented you from doing that. You've always been able – I mean, if you had an absentee ballot, the only information you have to know is your Social Security number or your driver's license number or whatever identifier you're using on the outside of the envelope. You could have done that for the last 20 years if that's what you wanted to do. I mean, there's nothing preventing you from doing that other than you're violating the law. But uh, there you go. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Well, and uh, as far as all these politicians, they all talk about Alaska as you know this big monumental thing. You know, it, it's I don't know. It's frustrating. I, and I would like to see somebody say, "Fill the GD." pipeline let's fill that sucker up well yeah i mean you but you've got to have oil to fill it up that's the problem and we're getting you know the there's been lots of roadblocks and hurdles to putting new development online so as much as we'd like to have the pipeline filled up um you know we have to be able to have the new fields and the new discoveries and the new production to go into doing that and there's been lots of hurdles to that from political to environmental to financing to everything else so you know there's there's more to it than a single politician saying fill the pipeline uh there's a lot of things that have to get in line for that to happen one more thing okay how about we get ai and Reanimate Jay Hammond. <laughs> you want you want to get an artificial intelligence to reanimate Jay? Why don't we? <laughs> why don't we bring out the holy water and crosses and do that as well, Jay? No, I mean you know it would be. I'd be interested to see what Hammond would say about some of the things that are happening today. Um, I am definitely not a Hammond expert, but I have read a bunch of the stuff that he's written. I don't think he'd be necessarily happy. I think he would say, look, I told you so. This is exactly what was going to happen. Um, but he 
would also have been advocating for the income tax the whole time because he felt like it was the only way for people to be tied to the state government um, and, uh, you know, for people to have a say in what was going on. So I think some people would would laud the – if Hammond walked back into the room today, I think some people would be very excited, some people would be very upset, and there would be a handful in, in the middle there that would be both happy and upset. So uh, I don't know exactly which one you would be, John, but uh, – let me. I think he. Yeah, right. He would be like, let me re- just put me back. I'm just done. I was already. I was sleeping soundly. Just l- put me back. He probably would just say, let me rest. Let me rest in peace. Um, all right. We are coming up on the break. Uh, we got one final segment to go here in just a second. Um, and uh, I promised a little bit of non politics. Um, uh, uh, I, I promise a little bit of uh, the non-political speak, which I know is gasp. I mean, some people are just shocked that we would actually talk about something other than politics. But I promise to talk a little bit about my wife's street tacos from this weekend, and it was delicious. So we could uh, we we're going to talk about we're going to talk about the weekend food. We did not do the good news segment today. Uh, we will probably do some tomorrow. But uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the weekend food. What is your favorite weekend food uh, for the summer? Um, I got a couple that I'm going to talk about that I, we're going to be getting into here. Uh, I think my wife and I are going to be making uh, uh, not next, not this weekend. Uh, we're going to Homer this weekend. Yay, Homer! First time in this whole year that I've been to Homer, which is just shocking to me. Um, but next weekend we're going to be getting into some stuff, but a lot of folks in the chat room have been talking about their weekend food. And I love to hear what is your favorite weekend summer food that you just dying to make all year long. And you finally get around to doing it. I'd like to hear about that up next. 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. The Michael Duke show coming up on the break, ready to go. We got to get out of here. Back with more. Fill up those phone lines. Tell me, you could tell me about your favorite summer recipe. Maybe I'll be writing it down. I'm recording, so maybe I can go back and listen to it. You can tell me all about it. I don't know. I just wanted to, I just wanted to finish the show today with something a little non-political. I know. Immediately lost half the listening audience because everybody just wants to talk about politics every minute of every day. Back with more of the Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. light, our guide, and our trusted friend. Breakfast tacos are yummy and political. How do you make ta- how do you make breakfast tacos political? I mean, is it politically incorrect to eat tacos for breakfast? I mean, I would eat me some tacos for breakfast, you know? That that would be fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's about time you get to those tacos, said Jimmy. <laughs> packing up the Mini Cooper and hitting the road. Yes. Nothing like packing up the old coop and hitting the road. That's for sure. Um, I, I love to drive. I don't know why. I just do. I love to. I just love the little bit of window time. Relaxing. 
in my head, uh, all up in the, all the voices. Oh, no, not the voices in my head. I thought DeShaner was commenting on in my head and the voices in my head. Um, I just, I just love it. Joe Biden, Jill Biden basically called Hispanics. What? She called, called Latin. You must have missed Jill Biden calling Latinos breakfast tacos. Yeah, apparently I missed that. You could see. I mean, I again, I don't really pay attention to a lot of the national stuff, and that's proof positive right there. Apparently, apparently Jill Biden said, "Okay, now now I do have to Google it." Jill Biden breakfast tacos. What? She says. Uh, First Lady was responding to backlash after saying Texas Latinos are as unique as breakfast tacos. <laughs> what? What? She said that they're as unique as breakfast tacos. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community is distinct as the bodegas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio is your strength. Okay. Uh, Okay. All right. Well, I guess you're right. Breakfast tacos is now political. Thanks for ruining that for me. I mean... <laughs> okay. All right. I I just apparently missed that. I mean again, it's Jill Biden who cares. Um <laughs> just like it was Hillary Clinton who cares. It was, you know, Melania Trump who cares. I just didn't I don't even care. Don't even care. Nobody eats breakfast tacos. We eat breakfast burritos. I would eat me some breakfast tacos. I have, in fact, made some breakfast tacos. One time, I got real ambitious, and I made um, bacon shells. I made shells. I wove some bacon together, and I cooked the bacon over a form and made bacon taco shells. And then I filled it with eggs and cheese and tomatoes and salsa and ate the hell out of it. It was bacon tacos. Making bacon tacos, making bacon tacos. I did it. It was delicious. So, <laughs> I do eat breakfast tacos. I would even br- eat breakfast tacos on corn shells. I don't even care. That's delicious. Absolutely delicious. Um, I did not realize the tacos, breakfast tacos, were a thing that everybody. Wow. Um. <laughs> you could always have a firearms Monday. Come on, Lowell, let's go. I we're gonna have plenty of stuff to talk about on Friday. All right, plenty of stuff to talk about on Friday. Tacos for breakfast is absolutely okay, says Jay. I'm thank you, Jessica. I'm thank you, uh, Jerica. Not Jessica, Jerica. Um, stop at my Sterling cabin, says Greg. I may do that, Greg. I'm going to be working all day while I'm down there on Thursday. I'm coming through on Thursday, and I'm working all day in uh, Soldatna doing some stuff down there, calling on some clients and stuff. So I'm going to be down there doing that. Damn, even tacos are off limits. The world really is ending. (laughs) It was a big scandal. The The memes are legendary and will last for eternity. It's a big scandal. Why? I mean, is everybody looking to be offended? I mean... 
I, I, I don't know. I just, um, that's why I was asking if your, my wife had gotten the tacos from Jill Biden and the recipe. Um, so hungry now, so hungry now, Dr. Jill Biden. Yeah. I, okay. You know, just, I, I don't even care, but yeah, now, now I'm really hungry because those bacon tacos were good, but they were a lot of work. They were a lot of work. And to weave the bacon together and then put it down there and then trim it off and then put it on the form and then do your thing. And it was just, it was like, there's a lot of work going on here. And I could have just cooked the bacon and put it on a plate and eaten it there. And, but it was a unique thing. I wanted to figure out how, you know, how, how do you, how do you make it? Um, and it was, it was delicious. It was delicious. No one wants chicken surprise recipe. What? I chicken surprise? Sure. Give me the chicken surprise recipe, whatever it is. Or caribou helper? Yeah, I'll take the caribou helper recipe. All right, here we go. Uh the Michael Duke show. Common sense, liberty based. Free thinking radio. Final segment. Here let let let's go. Here we go. Okay, uh, welcome back to Carl's World of uh, Culinary Delights. We're going to today. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cook up something. I don't know what, but it'll be delicious. Just make sure you like and subscribe my channel so I can get out of my mom's basement and get my own <clears throat> restaurant. <coughs> yeah. All right. Welcome back to the program. Uh, it's the Michael Luke Show. It's the final segment of the show, and I promised to do something that was non-political today. I promised myself first, so that's most important that I keep that I keep those promises. Because otherwise, what kind of guy am I if I'm not keeping promises to myself? Uh, so we were, we were, we were, we were. Hello, Carl. Hi, my name's Carl. Um, so we're ready to uh, we're ready to talk about that that we do you have a food that you wait like all winter to cook you know like it's like one of your summer things one of the things that um, that uh, I wait for and we only cook in, I mean you could cook this why do you wait you could cook it any time of year why do you why would you wait for the summer I don't know it's just something about it right. So my wife's grandmother has a recipe for uh, chicken, for, for you know grilled chicken, that is, um, it's like oil and vinegar and spices, and it is this. My mouth is literally watering right now as I'm thinking about it. It's just this really delicious light chicken marinade that you know especially if you let it marinate for like two or three days in the fridge and then you go out and cook it and it's just got this amazing flavor um it's like a peanut oil and uh, peanut oil and, and 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 a couple different kinds of vinegars and a bunch of spices that's one that we always think about absolutely delicious absolutely and the second thing is um uh is my uh my grandfather's my grandpa Joe's, my grandpa Joe's barbecue recipe, 
And um, I mean, we say barbecue recipe, but literally it's like throwing a bunch of stuff in here and making it work. I will tell you that one of the secrets to this barbecue recipe, I'll let you in on a little secret, just a little Duke's family secret. Are you ready? You ready? You writing this down? Please get a piece of paper out and write this down. For Grandpa Joe's barbecue sauce, the secret ingredient is Heinz 57 steak sauce inside the barbecue sauce. It is some of the best barbecue. I mean, maybe it's not your deal, but it definitely is mine. And I'm going to be cooking that up in a couple weeks. I'm going to be putting together a whole batch of it Uh, because I actually haven't had it. I haven't cooked it in a couple of years. And I was thinking about it the other day. And it is delicious. Now, I would give you the recipe, but my father may have something to say about that. Now, my dad's probably in the chat room right now. And if he gives me permission, I will share that recipe with you in the coming week or two. I will share with you Grandpa Joe's barbecue recipe, and it is delicious. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, May not be your thing, but I love like a tangy, vinegary, zesty barbecue. And it is absolutely delicious. Um, All right. Uh, But if you've got a recipe or if you've got a thing that you just want to talk about, um, <laughs> or send a $5 cashier's check to Carl's Cuisine, and I will send you the recipe. Um, but if you've got something that you would like to, thank you, Brian, uh, to uh, to uh, tell me about one of your favorite recipes, 907-433-3150, 433-3150, if you, uh, if you want to call in. And yes, this sauce is good for, that sauce is good for beef, chicken, pork, what shrimp i mean whatever you want to put it on it's delicious um but last night my wife well actually all day yesterday because my wife actually started it um uh early 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 in the morning or maybe it was the night before it my wife made uh some street tacos and she took a big roast um i don't know what kind you'd have to ask her um and she'd found this recipe, and it was uh, you basically put the roast in the slow cooker, and you cook it for eight to nine hours in uh, a bevy of, like, Mexican spices. I think there was some tahini in there and cumin and, you know, all the, all the various, uh, you know, what you would consider to be, you know, kind of Mexican food-style spices. Um, and... Six cups of 7-Up. I'm not kidding. Six cups of 7-Up in the cooker. And, uh, and and she put it all in there, mixed it all up, plopped the meat in there. And after eight or nine hours, you know, you want to talk about shredded. I mean, the you couldn't even pick the whole thing. The only thing holding it, the chunks of it together was the string at that point. And the second that you plopped it into a bowl or on a plate, it basically just disintegrated. And it had this slightly sweet flavor with the spice that was just amazing. And then she went she went whole hog. Fresh chopped tomatoes, fresh lettuce. We had three different kinds of salsa and sour cream. She had corn tortillas and flour tortillas. And then she made up her Spanish rice, you know, and everything else. It was amazing. It was an amazing, it was an amazing meal. 
So delicious. But yeah, the, the whole thing, because she, she goes to me, she goes, I got this recipe from, I don't know where, even where she got it. She goes, and I'm thinking about making it. And it, it she go, I'm like, okay. She said, you know, it's you cook a whole roast in the slow cooker in 7-Up. And I thought, ooh, ooh. And then you sprinkle, you squirt, you know, you spritz lime over the top of it, um, uh, you know. Uh, uh, over the top of it when you're done. So it's got this like lemon lime sweetness and the sourness of the lime. It was amazing. It was really, really, really good. Um, and uh, so anyway, that was my, that was my weekend. Uh, you know, my, my, I had a food coma last night after I ate two. I mean, I had a big, big flour one. And then I had a little tiny corn one. Cause I love the flavor of the corn tortilla. And it was like, woof, man, food coma. Food coma. Uh, and then I had to get up and go to bed. Uh, so it was, it was all good. All right. <coughs> Swallowed my own spit. All right. So uh, final thoughts from you guys here. Fresh salmon, grilled zucchini, and wild rice, said, uh, said Brian. Um, Chris says... His dinner, apparently, one Swanson frozen dinner, seven minutes in the microwave, and voila. <laughs> salt potatoes from Oswego, New York are pretty awesome as well. I've never had salt potatoes. I don't know what they are, but I'm intrigued. I like salt and I like potatoes. So feel free to share, Daniel, and let me know what you uh, what you got going on there. If you've got a special recipe or anything else you want to share with us, fine. If you guys want to talk back about politics, I just wanted to talk about the street tacos because they were so good because my wife is an amazing cook. Um, But I'd love to hear what you have to say at 907-433-3150. The different things that people want to talk about. uh, The only thing I miss about Georgia is a low country broil. I don't know exactly what a low country broil is, but it it's if you're broiling meat, it sounds delicious. Deshana says crawfish boils. Crawfish boils. And that's not like a specific type of boil that you receive. It is a crawfish where you boil them, I'm assuming. It's not some kind of disease. It's a crawfish boil. Um, and I actually like crayfish uh, as, uh, as well. Okay, uh, caribou helper, one box of hamburger helper, one pound of ground caribou. Follow those directions. Brian said his work is done here. I, we used, you know, when I was, you know, what the interesting thing is, I don't think I had beef until I was, I don't think I had beef until I was probably nine or 10 years old. I don't think I ever had beef. We all we had was moose. I mean, moose, you know, hamburger helper, moose helper was like, that was a staple around my house. It was a state. I mean, I was just literally. I don't think I had had beef until I was, you know, a young boy. Uh, you know, I think the first time I probably had beef was when maybe we got a McDonald's or something, and I was like, "This burger tastes weird," because it's because it wasn't moose. Because I was used to nothing but moose. That's what we would eat all the time. And yeah, hamburger helper and moose. It was moose helper, delicious moose roast, moose ribs, moose moose steaks, moose whatever. Moose heart, moose liver, moose tongue. Oh, man, moose tongue sandwiches. That's something I miss. Moose tongue sandwiches, definitely, with a little bit of spicy mustard on like a hearty wheat bread. Moose tongue sandwiches, so good. Oh, man. 
That's a blast from the past. I haven't had, in fact, I think the last time I had moose tongue was that I ranted about it in Fairbanks one point, and I had a listener actually bring me back a moose tongue from his moose hunt. And I went out and I cooked it. Because <laughs> you got to cook it. The worst thing is, is that to get the moose tongue out, you have to actually get into the throat well below the thing, because it's like a foot long, unless you just cut off the first four. You know, anyway, it's a thing. But yeah. Oof. Like three hours in a pickling, in a, in a boiling pot with pickling spices. Delicious. All right. Time for one more call before we uh, quit the day today. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, it's Terry calling from Kodiak. And I uh, have a, a ramen noodle soup recipe that, that I make. Um, it seems to be really helpful and allergens are driving me crazy. Uh, oh, man. And, uh, it's got those uh, tubes uh, where you don't have to chop up the garlic and the ginger and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, you could just spill everything into it out of the tubes. I love me some ramen noodles. That's uh, that's like comfort food, Terry. Yeah. That, that's uh, definitely the things that you eat yeah. to make you feel better. Uh, but I got to go. Thank you, Terry, for your call. All right, folks. Well, we ended the show on a whimper. Because apparently everybody wants to talk about politics. I just wanted to talk about food. We'll see you tomorrow. Be kind. Love one another. Live well. The Michael Duke Show. Oh, man. Mule deer with liver, onions, mashed potatoes, the gravy, corn on the cob. Oh, guys are making me hungry. Delicious. All right, folks. You guys have a great day. We will see you tomorrow. Love talking to you. We'll see you then. Have a great day.
We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show. <laughs> 